some of us like the adrenaline adrenaline rush of being shocked. Some of us like that startled, even like scared, out of the blue, unexpected. Some of us like that. And I guess in the month of October, I'm sort of stuck on that theme based on a lot of the commercials I'm seeing about Halloween and, of course, some of the ads of all the horror movies that are out. And and we as people, something twisted in us, likes to be scared, likes to be caught off guard, likes to be shocked. So today, we're going to talk about shock value. And I might even call this episode Shock Therapy. And what I want to dig into is why we live in a state of surprise or a state of shock a lot of times. Even though some of the most heinous, outlandish, just crazy things are happening, we don't know what we're going to turn on the news to next. Even in that state of society we're in, we still are shocked. And we, we'd we like to say nothing surprises us, right? Oh, well, that's not surprising. Oh, well, nothing surprises me. Oh, well, go figure or whatever. But we are. We live in a state of surprise and shock a lot of times because we're caught off guard. Why are we caught off guard? That's what I want to talk about. How do we build up this fortress that sort of keeps us from being so caught off guard? And I want to call it like, the three shock preventatives that I'm going to talk about toward the end. But, you know, I think I'm just going to throw this out there to you. Like, ask yourself, what? why are we shocked all the time? Is it because we are we have blinders on? Is it because we don't care? Are we just ap- that apathetic that when something happens, we're blown away? Um, and, and, yeah, there are things that are so heinous that you just can't predict and that really do knock you backwards a couple of steps. I get that. That's not abnormal. But I feel like in things of everyday life, in the basic fabric of our lives and our day, the day in, day out, I believe we get shocked when we shouldn't be. And I'll kind of unpack that and unfold that a little bit for you. But I, I want to say, obviously, that, you know, the element of surprise isn't always a bad thing when it's in a competitive environment and you're the actual predator, not the prey, right? And you're in a combative environment, there's an enemy. The element of surprise is a good thing. I mean, ask any military professional service member. They, they, they actually count on the element of surprise in the way they approach tactics and strategies to conquer an enemy or overtake a territory. So those are good, obviously. Element of surprise is good. Is the element of surprise good when you look at your bank account and you realize there's a deficit and you didn't see that coming? Oh, really? I'll go into that in a minute. But I want to draw a line in the sand as to what I'm talking about and allow you to see where this is going. So what does shock do to us? Shock leaves us in a state of reaction, a state of defensiveness. 
really hands the keys to somebody else or something else. When we are playing defense more than we're playing offense, and I've talked about this in the past, but when that's the case, we're shocked. We're overtaken sometimes. We're victims, right? Rightly so, because we get ourselves in awkward positions um, that we just can't defend against, or we get ourselves in a situation where it's hard to dig out of that hole, like the financial example I just gave. And we're going to talk about stewardship in a minute, but I, I want to paint this picture. So this canvas that I've got, I want you to see this picture kind of take shape, kind of unfold. So that's what we're doing is we live in a state of shock. What I'm going to tell you is there's ways that we don't have to. And you can't account for everything, but I'm going to tell you there's ways in the basics of your day that you can set things in place where you don't have to be shocked. So what shocks you? What shocks you besides the outlandish, horrendous, horrific things that are happening in the news and in the White House? Besides those obvious things, I mean, what shocks you? Are you shocked when your son comes home with a bad report card? Are you shocked when you get a phone call from your spouse that says she's pregnant? Are you shocked that your boss passed you up for the promotion? These are the things. Are you shocked when your pants don't fit as loose anymore? Those things are, are shocking in the moment, but let's be honest, there was a process leading up to that final verdict and the final outcome of the situation. That's what I want to unpack for you. So if you're easily surprised, then we might want to get out in front of the surprise now. Too many times we've we've set, we've taken a back seat, right? We've kind of stepped to the background on these and and we've been a victim of these surprises. So I'm saying let's find ways to get out in front of them. And that's what I'm going to tell you today. This shock therapy, I'm going to give you three shock preventatives and there's way more than that. But it all talks shock and surprise to a severe degree really alludes to chaos is either ensuing or has ensued. So how do we prevent chaos? We fight chaos with order. So if you've got things in order, rarely will you be surprised when chaos knocks on your door. I have lived a lot of my life in the reactionary mode, in the defense mode of it's not going to happen to me. So I think if I just don't acknowledge it, then we're good and it won't happen. If it does, we'll just figure it out. We got a lot of people in that boat, that boat that I was the captain of that ship at one point in my life. Like we get a lot of people on that ship that are just saying, you know what? It won't happen to me, but if it does, we'll figure it out. We'll flip a coin. We'll huddle up, right? We'll adjourn to our chambers and we'll we'll map, map it out. We'll we'll write down some X's and O's and get it on the whiteboard and we'll figure this out. That's not how we win. 
a team that falls behind significantly, rarely at halftime goes in, reinvents the wheel, and figures it out where they just do a 180 and the game turns out on their side the way they wanted it. It have it has happened, a la Super Bowl a couple years ago, Patriots losing 28 to 3 against the Falcons, the Falcons blow it. Or you look at it as the Patriots just reinvented the wheel, did exactly what I said. But rarely does that happen. So what I'm telling you is we can't get in the middle of shock and disorder and then realize we need to make some course corrections. We need to make some adjustments. We need to get our things in order in line. We need to have a plan. We need to get real strategic. We can't do that when we're knee deep in the mud. At that point, it feels like the fir- the more we fight it, the more we sink, right? Like quicksand, I guess. So, I'm going to give you three shock preventatives of keeping something in order. The three things that I think are are important. Uh, I believe that these three things, if they are in line and you've got your house in order on this, then I believe the other things will follow suit. So I would even call these foundational pillars of shock therapy. So here we go, if you're ready. So the first one, right? I just said it. Is your house in order? What kind of steward are you? Are you stewarding your finances? Are you stewarding your children, your home, basic things that require you to keep a home in order and maintained? That's a small thing, and I know it seems insignificant, but guess what? If you don't clean your dryer vents, okay, basic example, over time and your house burns down, you're shocked, right? Well, we pinpointed the cause being the dryer vents hadn't been cleaned in 10 years, and that's where the fire originated. Oh, really? So you're shocked, but not really, right? So we weren't out in front of this chaos. We weren't taking measures proactively to prevent chaos, catastrophe, tragedy, what even. So is your house in order? Being a steward over those things, your finances. Look, I am not in any place to consider myself a financial expert. My wife really is the accountant of the family. That's her job anyway in vocational world. She's good at numbers, right? I'm the guy that just kind of goes in the room and talks to everybody. And I'm the guy that's got the podcast and talking into a microphone, hoping that you actually think it wasn't a waste of time, right? I'm the guy that's the social guy, the relationship guy. I've been in sales for 26 years. Like I'm the guy that, that encourages, right? The lead, the leader uh, in, in a social setting. So I have to be involved in that process. Like I can't sit back and be shocked whenever I try to use my debit card for dinner and it's declined because, oh, we didn't transfer the money. That's just because she manages that doesn't mean it's her fault. That means I wasn't paying attention on the front end to keep things in order to prevent that shock, right? So the shock is there and really I have no business or right to be shocked to be put out, to be frustrated because 
I got us there. We got us there. And I took a passive approach to looking at the finances. That's another example. I'm here to prevent you from having to suffer through a shock scenario, right? Your family, your finances, your home, right? Is your house in order? That's the first one is, is it in order? Are your kids, are you spending that time? We hear a lot of people talk about, look, you got to be present in the moment with your kids. And you do, you definitely do. But guess what? You can't wait for the moment. That's the problem is, oh, if the moment comes, yeah, I'll be present. Of course. My son comes to me and wants to go play catch. Yeah, we'll go do that. Or if my son comes to me and has a relationship issue, we'll talk about it. Or if they come, you know, if I'm I'm sitting on the bench waiting for like the coach to, or waiting for somebody to get injured before I go in the game. Instead of I'm, I'm up there next to the coach, letting him know I'm ready and, hey, let's go, put me in. So I'm seeking that interaction with my child. If I'm doing it right, if my house is in order, I don't wait for that shock factor to hit me of, Dad, uh, my girlfriend of three years just broke up with me. Really? Wow, now what do we do? Now we're bailing water out of this ship. If I'm proactive going, talking to him, intentional about dialogue with a son or a daughter, and, and I go and I find, I know that their relationship isn't what it was. I know that maybe they've had some conversations that haven't quite worked out the way he thought it they would. I know that they're going down a different path. But if I'm waiting for him to come to me and say, oh, dad, we're broke up, my heart's shattered, like, that's a shock. You got to be kidding me. What do you mean? I thought everything was going great. See, that's the shock prevention I'm talking about. We can prevent those moments. We can prevent a fire drill. All right, so number two, that was your first one. Is your house in order? Family, finances, the home in general, right? Your wife, of course. So the next one is, is your body in order? Oh, here we go. Roll in the eyes. Maybe even hit pause or delete on this podcast at this point. If your body's not in order, you just tuned me out. Guess what? My body hasn't always been in order. In fact, my body's not actually where I want it to be, but it's a lot better than most 49-year-olds, right? I can throw around more iron than my two sons that are 20 and 23 years old. So that's not saying anything other than to say I had to work a long time to get to that point, but I had to make a declaration to myself that I'm not going to be shocked by a doctor report, a blood test, a physical, a pulled muscle or something internally that's not working right because I didn't take care of myself or the way I eat is garbage. So now I got to take cholesterol medicine. You know, we're shocked when we go to the doctor for a physical and he comes back and goes, Hey, we got bad news. Looks like you need to have a heart procedure done because you're 80% blockage in one of your arteries and uh, it's not good. Oh, what? Oh, wait. Okay, 20 years of eating cheeseburgers every every day at lunch. I get it now. See, we're shocked, but we're not. So that's my point is we can prevent that moment of, holy crap, now what? 
Now we got to pull the lever on the fire drill. Like we got to pull the lever on the panic. We got to push the panic button. We got to hit the red buzzer because we're freaking out because we didn't get in front of that shock. We didn't think about, oh, well, my dad died at 60. His dad died at 55 of heart disease. And I haven't really been taking care of myself. Maybe I ought to get a hold of this before I go to get a physical at the age of 60 and my heart doesn't work. So that's what I'm saying. Is your body in order? Oh, and by the way, in a world we live in now, we could be walking to the gas or getting the gas at the gas station and somebody come up and approach you that's looks like they're from the wrong side of the tracks, right? And they're a little aggressive, possibly. Guess what? You may have to take action, right? You may have to get your hands dirty on some folks. And if your body's not in order, guess what? Oh, no. I'm in shock that he came up to me at the gas pump and tried to rob me. And then I wasn't able, you know, he came up from behind me. I wasn't able to take care of myself or my family. Oh, wow. That took me by surprise. Did it. It's a good thing he didn't challenge you to a remote control contest because I bet your thumb works well. And yeah, I, that's a little, that's a little harsh, but I don't, I don't apologize. Like, too many of us on the couch, right? With the remote control instead of out doing something, pushing some resistance, climbing some stairs, walking somewhere to the mailbox maybe. Uh, your body's got to be in order, men. And I know there's extenuating physical circumstances. I get it. Maybe you've got a certain rare disease that prevents you from really overexerting, and I get that. But you can still control what goes in your mouth you can still control what you consume. I would even argue you could probably control, I mean, maybe you get a treadmill and you walk a, a half mile a day. I don't know. But I, I feel like we can't be surprised by stuff anymore. That's what gets us into state of confusion, a state of emergency. That's when we get in irrecoverable circumstances even. So if our body's in order, and I know you already tuned me out, so you probably aren't even listening, but if you are, look, it's never too late. You're never too far gone. And I would even add, God cares about that, right? God cares about, I believe it's 2 Corinthians uh, talks about it, but God cares about your physical body and the way you maintain and condition and train it. We got to be capable, men. We've got to mitigate the shock value of certain circumstances. We've got to mitigate our liability of we, are we a victim, right? We can't be a liability and we can't increase the odds of us being a victim physically. And at the very least, now here's where I'm talking to myself for sure. Cause I don't, I don't watch what I eat that much, hardly ever, if at all. Okay. So the, the work slacks getting a little snug. Okay. Getting a little snug. I absolutely will not go up in size. So I got to make a decision. Do I just roll the dice 
and then be what? Shocked when the button pops off in the middle of my day, getting out of my car. Or I eat one less cheeseburger a week. Maybe I cut them out altogether. Maybe I cut out chips, right? I'm already exercising, but maybe I work in some more cardio of some kind. So I got to make that decision. Do I want to suck it in and be miserable in the same size jeans or I want to make adjustments and, and get those a little bit more comfortable again? Is your body in order? That's number two. Again, this is shock therapy. This is three shock preventatives, right? This is how you keep things in order because shock ultimately came from or leads to chaos in most situations. So the opposite of chaos is order. So is your house in order was number one. Is your body in order is number two. Number three. You guessed it. Is your spirit in order? I'm talking to a lot of Christians out there right now that listen to this podcast. If you're not, send me a message. We'll talk about it. I'll get your perspective. I'll get where you're coming from. I'll see what your your history has been in the church or with Christianity or your spiritual life. We'll talk about it, man. But if I'm talking to you and you're a believer, is your spirit in order? And I didn't say, are you saved? I didn't say, do you know where you're going for eternity? That's great if you do. That's Hey, that's box one checked. I get it. That's perfect. It's a great start. But are you in relationship with the Father that created everything and with His Son who died and rose again and His Spirit lives in you? So is your spirit in order? What does that mean? Are you walking in a, in a life of obedience not perfection but obedience are you efforting striving every day to be in obedience how do you know well you have to know what the what the rules are right you have to know what you're called to live like you have to know what you're obeying how do you do that? You got to read the Bible. You got to get in the Word. You got to get in prayer and communion with the Father. You got to get close to Him. That's what He wants. He's there. So He wants us to come to Him. He wants us to get to know Him. He already knows us, but He wants to give us those things that we desire, right? The Bible says uh, He wants to, you know, He take delight in the Lord and He'll give you the desires of your heart. But what do you have to do first? Take delight in the Lord. So, that means honoring Him with the way we live, the way we talk, the way we steward, the things we just talked about. But is your spirit in order? What's the opposite of that? Well, if your spirit's in chaos, then you're shocked a lot. Right? You're shocked when you have this catastrophe happen that you didn't see coming and guess what? You need somebody to blame for that. Guess who gets blamed? Most likely God, right? Or the people closest to you at the very least. You're in disarray spiritually, so you don't know how to react here in the world when things happen. I've seen people who go through horrific tragedies whose spirit was perfectly aligned 
with their honoring of the father. And they had peace through that situation. They weren't happy. They weren't giddy. They weren't thankful that the tragedy happened, but they were at peace. They rested in the fact that they knew God was in control and he, he knows what he's doing. He doesn't make mistakes, right? We live in a fallen world. Things happen. He doesn't cause them, right? But he's there in the midst of them. So I've watched those people. And then I watched the other people who implode because spiritually they weren't, they, their spirit wasn't in order. So chaos hit, right? And then shock sets in. From shock, guess what? We don't really have control of, of much in that point. We're just in survival mode, flailing about emotionally. Having your spirit in order, right, doesn't make you invincible. It doesn't mean you won't suffer hardship. But you're less shocked to the detriment of your emotions, of your heart, the detriment of people around you. Your emotional well-being is less at risk when your spirit's in order. Because you know what the long game is. You know where you're spending eternity. But here and now, we know things are going to happen, so we can't be shocked. And we've got to prepare our hearts, prepare our spirits, prepare our minds, prepare our souls. So is your spirit in order? I didn't say, can you recite the Bible front to back? I didn't say, have you audibly heard God's voice? I didn't say, uh, are you the leading tither at your church? Like, are you number one giver financially? I didn't say any of that. Nobody's looking for a perfect Christian. There are none. In fact, I think the, the quicker we get there as a Christian community and understand that, the better off the rest of the world will be. When we realize we're vulnerable and fallible just like everybody else and there's no perfect Christians. But I didn't say that. I didn't say I, you, I needed perfect Christians. Hey, would the real perfect Christian please stand up, right? Yeah, nobody. Is your spirit in order? Do you give honor to the Father for everything in your life? Do you thank Him? Are you grateful? Do you treat His children right? the people around you? Do you steward over the people He gave you, your family, your friends, your relationships? Is your spirit in order? Are we in disobedience? Are we a Sunday Christian? Are we the Christmas and Easter Christian? And then the rest of the time we're just in the world? Because that's setting us up for failure. It's setting us up for shock. So that's what I wanted to talk to you today. This hit me like a ton of bricks because I see things in my job that, that do shock me. And I thought I had done everything on the front end to get out in front of that. But it surprises me more, I guess, than shocks me. Because shock would allude to there's a panic 
component. Well, the surprise is just a, huh, interesting. And I think we'll have a, a days full of that kind of thing. Like there's no doubt, right? That's not what I'm talking about here. But the shock where the world is crumbling is what I'm talking about. Where you're trapped in a dumpster fire that is your life and everything around you is burning. Figuratively speaking. So three shock preventatives we just talked about. The shock value, the shock therapy session today. I hope there was value. I hope you figured out how to get out in front of it. I hope you figured out how to make things less surprising because you've accounted for things. You've got things in order. The first one is, is your house in order? Right? The stewardship, the family, the finances, the things that you're in charge of. Is your body in order is number two. That doesn't sound like a big thing. And it sounds, and we always say, like, I'll get to that, right? I got other things to do, bigger fish to fry, but I'll get to that. The body thing is always the last. Get it in order. There's so much downstream benefit to that. You're more capable, you feel better, you're around longer for your family to steward over the other things we just talked about to keep your house in order. Number three, is your spirit in order? Are you aligned with the creator? Are you aligned with the Father who is waiting for you to get closer so that He can impart wisdom, He can impart blessing? You can sow seeds. You can reap the harvest from those seeds. Is your spirit in order? So, hey, I hope that was value to the shock therapy, and I hope the three preventatives to shock landed somewhere in your spirit, in your psyche, in your mind. Till next time, be blessed. Your hand